All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. It's so hot in here, even putting this binder on my knees is hot. <laughs> it's too much. It's insane. You're going to be so happy. Do you think the summer is your least favorite month? There's no fucking question. It's like- Or it, your least favorite season. Not only does it is it my least favorite season, it is so lonely to feel that way. Yeah. Because not only does nobody else feel that way- Yes. They chastise you for feeling that I way. Um, oh, don't say that. You won't be saying that when we're- Oh, at least it's not snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, really rough. I hate it Sorry, so I'm much. making you even more warm. I hate you're, it so much. I, I also I also don't believe people love this as much as they claim to. But there's this like weird superstitious thing where they think because they don't like snowstorms, because they have to appreciate 38 degree right. humidity, which is just miserable. Yeah. So it's I don't really, really no have uh, the topics for this week very well organized because I've just kind of been adding them to a tally sure. for the last couple of weeks. Some of them are kind of old news, but we should touch on them um, if we can. A lot of them are just like uh, what is happening and what isn't happening. Okay. Because it seems to be like the time of year where stuff gets canceled or renewed. Yeah. Uh, the end of the fucking world. Do you remember that show? Yeah. We yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. It ended beautifully, if sadly. Yep. Got renewed. Got renewed. It's same story, same people? Well, this is one of those things where they have exhausted the source material. It's right. a graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, and they Pretty made Little it. Lies territory. Spoiler alert, they kind of make it look in the end, although not distinctly, they kind of make it look like maybe he gets shot by the police. Right. I mean, I guess we're going to find out he's not dead. He's just in juvie. Ju- yeah, yeah. I loved that show, but I don't I don't want there to be more. No. That seems wrong. Yep. Not enough of... shows, no one to say when. A show That's that right. does, mm-hmm. evidently, Mr. Robot. Oh, they're calling it quits after... Season four. So this next coming season? There's been three so far, right? Okay, yeah, so I think so, So do one yeah. more season and wrap it up. Okay. And I don't think as a result of bad ratings. No, I think it's done okay. I would say the last, it's trailed off a little bit. It was really hot in its first year. It was year. a supernova in its first year. Yeah. Everybody really wanted it to be like the next big thing. Totally. I did. There was just so many things. Yeah. It actually came at very poor timing, I think. Yeah. Um. Well, and it's just the, just the content of it and the way that it chose to or the way that the writer chose to kind of display it all got very confusing. Well, this is the other thing that a lot of shows are are falling victim to now uh, is having to have some kind of earth shattering uh, twist near the end of every season. Yeah. And so they had that early on in Mr. Robot and then it's really hard to top that. Right. And Westworld, I would say did pretty much the same thing. Really? Was their second season twist kind of their, their tweet, their twists were just happening all the time. Okay. And then it got confusing. Wow. That's another show, kind of similarly to Mr. Robot. Like, oh, this show could be something. Definitely. And already people are talking about it less. Definitely. You know, another show that is starting up that I thought was maybe done is True Detective. Oh, yeah, with uh, with Hershey. Yeah, with Mahershala Ali. And whom else? There's um, there. We got some good people in the show. Yeah, it's it's a very good male actor. I forget what his name is. But he's going to be like his partner detective. And it's supposed to be a a crime story that spans over 30 years. Oh, cool. It's a very macabre crime story, apparently. So the interesting thing about the narrative surrounding this show Mm -hmm. is that everybody loved the first season. Yep. Everybody disliked the second season. Yep. And for some reason, I guess because there's been some time, Mm -hmm. people have a really good attitude about the third season. Like people are going into this wanting to like it. True Detective. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been a bit of an intermission. They're not like, oh, they're trying to do this again. It was like, oh, that was like five years ago. And, you know, hopefully it wasn't awful, the second season. It was boring. It was kind of boring. It was dull. And that first season was really great. And I think this is the nice thing about, uh, I don't know if you call them anthology series, but these like limited series like American Horror Story, Crime Story, uh, whatever else, you can take your time to put it in a new season. Right. If you need to take three years, four or five years to really get it right, get the writing right, that's fine because that's what they would do with a movie sequel. Yep. And it it is Pizza Lotto again. Who's that? Who? What, he's, what's his? He's the guy who wrote the first two seasons. Does he have any other claim to fame? No, that's pretty much his whole thing. I think. Okay. Yeah, like his his. Well, he might have written other stuff since then, but I know the Pizza Lotto is the original writer of True Detective. It's an interesting choice for Mahershala Ali, who just won an Academy Award and seemingly could do a lot of things. Yeah. 
to commit to something like this, which is limited, to be fair. He only mm-hmm. has to do like eight or ten episodes or And whatever. on HBO. Yes, sure, but... And maybe he had like script approval or something. Yeah. But because of the stink on the second season, there's going to be a risk in doing a third season unless they've really gotten it right this time. Yeah. And there's well, also the attitude. If it's good, people still might not be up for it. Yeah, but there's also kind of less pressure. Yeah, right? You don't have to live up to the first season. You just have to kind of live up to the second season. That's true. That'd be a little bit better than that. That's fair. Yeah. Glow got renewed for season three. Okay. Not surprising. You're not watching that though, are you? No, I'm not. You Did you finish the second season? Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, you're really liking it. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. I'm All really right. surprised you haven't gotten more into it. I know. It, it's one of those shows where if I watched three more episodes, I'd finish the whole season. It's weird because it's not, it's not frivolous, mm-hmm. but it's also not like as high stakes as something that's really episodic. Right. Like it's kind of a slow burn and it's kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, there are some serious through lines that persist throughout the whole show, but not a whole lot is happening other than, gee, we really hope these people aren't failures. Right. Um, but the acting is really good in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I think, I actually think the second season was better than the first and how many shows can say that? Wow. I like, I'm, I'm down to watch. Yeah. I have nothing against this show for sure. I think it'd be fun. Also, well, I was going to say I'm not that into wrestling, but obviously neither are you. No, it has nothing to do with it. No, it's just kind of a small portion of it. Well, and I'm watching Friday Night Lights, which I think I mentioned. And that's nothing to do with football. That's right. Are you getting more into it now? It's brutal. You're really thinking it's brutal. Yeah, I really don't get this. We're watching it, but I don't get this attitude of this is the West Wing on a football field. Right. This is really not a very good show. You're really not liking it. Jason Kadem's guy is kind of a piece of work. Really? Yeah. See, I've only watched the first episode. Maybe a couple. Minka Kelly's an atrocious actor. She's just a very bad actor. I can't even say who that is. I know her name, but... She's a very bad actor. I don't know much And she doesn't play a very good person in it, at least in the first season. So there's really no reason to root for her. Is she the guy who, like, dates the paralyzed guy? She is with the paralyzed guy. And and then she she goes and dates the dirtbag? Yeah, she goes and dates Riggins. But this is the thing. She's, like, always pushing Jason to be like... You're gonna make it. You're gonna be. We're gonna get through this. And he's like, "No, I'm not. My neck is broken. Yeah, I'm you need done to get over the fact." And that... then meanwhile, she's she's sleeping with Riggins, who's supposed to be his best friend. Oh, I forgot that he was best friend. So I am having, <laughs> I am being evoked by this. Sure, but yeah, I, I don't really think it's as great as its praise. Okay, I dig that. Same with Parenthood. Parenthood is one of his shows too. Right, and I've never and watched that, but it just seems like melodrama for Probably melodrama's sake. Yeah. Um. I uh, ha- finished Sharp Objects. Right. Which was crazy. Yeah, everybody's excited about it. Crazy ending. Yeah. Big fan of it. I don't get Amy Adams. I know that's a, I know that's a weird opinion. I think it's more getting like Jillian Flynn. Who, I guess. Like, and a lot of her, her uh, it was yet another, kind of a spoiler, maybe kind of a spoiler. That's fine. Uh, yet another version of, you know, what women are actually capable of. Oh, okay. In, in like all the wrong ways. Oh. Why in specifically like, women? In like the dark way. Um, well, you know how really the woman was the, the key psychopath. In, in Gone Girl. In Gone Girl. Yeah. Kind of a bit of a similar narrative in, in this one. All right. Which you kind of see coming. Is she a one-trick pony, Gillian Flynn? No, I don't think so. No, I think it was still a very interesting story. And right. The way that they did the TV show was a total bombshell at the very end, even to the extent they they kind of Iron Maned it a little bit or like Avengered it a little bit where after the after the credits went, well, you're kind of looking at whoever you're watching with being like, oh my God, I don't believe... It pans to a quick other fast scene that kind of like explains more. Oh, a post-credit. Yeah, but kind of... And then the credits keep going. Yeah. It was insane okay yeah and you watched castle rock you finished that too no not quite done castle rock yet. is it not over I yet i don't think so yeah i think the l- most recent episode got uh released on sunday and it could be the last one or there could be a couple more left. would i like that should i maybe give that a go or is it get kind of scarier it's creepy yeah it's for sure creepy well and ozark comes back this week and i'll probably get my fill for creepy yeah yeah but ozark is the kind of creepy where you know you can like prevent it from happening you're like, this know. wouldn't happen to me because I'm not going to launder money for drug lords. I sort of agree with that. But on the other side, um, like monster stuff isn't as scary as real life stuff. Like right. there are like mobsters in yeah. the Ozarks and like hillbillies 
uh, chaining people to chairs and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So you're kind of like, oh, I've got to watch over the Ozarks. Yeah, I kind of got to be, I got to be, make sure I don't accidentally launder some. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. That happens quite a bit. It happens sometimes. It'd be a real problem. I wanted to say, uh, just on the subject of Glow, Marin is really good. I mean, do we talk about how he's going to be in Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie? Yes. So. That movie continues to be interesting. It was announced yesterday Alec Baldwin is going to play Thomas Wayne. <laughs> okay. They're announcing something different about this movie every other day. From Well, it's funny you say that because it was announced it. today that Alec Baldwin has left the production. So in 24 hours turnaround, he has come and gone on playing Thomas oh Wayne. God. And some people are speculating because there was like immediate discussion about how it appears he's just going to play like a corny 80s businessman with a tan, which he's doing every week on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if he left for that because re- the, the statement he made was probably 25 actors could play that part. I'm not going to do it. Right. And so it kind of sounds like, well, I don't want to get pigeonholed. Right. Do we think that Mark Maron plays Commissioner Gordon? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I want him to. Think about that, though. He's, he's You're just saying that because he has a mustache. He's like a half a throw <laughs> mustache and glasses. He, Looks-wise, he's like... He's like one comb away from Gary Oldman. No, he does. He does have the look. I'll give you that. But like, <laughs> it's just the most Jewish Commissioner Gordon take I've ever heard. <laughs> Not that that's against the rules. That'd be great. True. But I just don't know if Marin is like Commissioner Gordon. No, he's maybe, too noble. Maybe the more I think about it, the more I don't hate it. Yeah. Because like, just it imagine be, a Commissioner Gordon who's just like fed up with all this. It would be very counter to everything that Mark Marin has done. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just assumed he was going to play like a bartender in one or two scenes. Right. That's the thing. Everyone wants him to play skeezy. Like even in Glow, you're like, he's only half acting. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. he's pretty much being himself. Right. Maybe he wants to stretch his wings a little bit. He's talking to actors all the time. He's like, you know what? I can fucking do that. And he cares about it too. Like he definitely wants to get better. Yeah. And he's psyched that he gets to work with Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro in this movie. Fair. Let's not forget Robert I- De Niro's on this movie. Yeah, I, I don't know if I remembered that or if I ever... Uh, we talked about this on the podcast that... Robert I don't know. We've missed a lot movie. lately. Okay. Where it's There's a lot to catch up on. Sure. It's not a Batman movie. It's a Joker movie. Remains to be seen if there will be Batman in it. If so, it certainly won't be Ben Affleck. Right. Who's in rehab, by the way. Is he? Yeah. What do we think he was doing? What, what's it's just drinking too much. Oh, okay. He, he was with the uh, person for a long time, and then they broke up, and then he was seen having, like, a box of booze, like, messenger to his house. Ah. Then he was photographed the next day in the passenger seat of Jennifer Garner's SUV. She's, like, driving him to the hospital. Oh, He's God. all slumped over, only partially conscious. Man, are him and Damon friends anymore? Like, where's Damon in all I this? Know, he really seems to be so pulled together, doesn't he? Yeah. They don't really, like, like it's so clear who the screw-up friend is, but they don't really seem to associate very much. It's literally Goodwill hunting living itself out character wise <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> like, one is an alcoholic mess and the other you is know my dream like, for you is yeah <laughs> one day i'll knock on this door and you'll you be, be here yeah uh american vandal you never watched the first season of american vandal no but i saw there's a second season or is it dropping or is it- the second season drops in like two weeks okay which is unexpected yep uh i think i knew it was happening i definitely knew it was happening but the nice thing about a really cheap no celebrity based mockumentary is they can film it kind of discreetly. Right. Uh, so that's what they've been doing. Like it's not a year and a half wait. It's not uh, two months of like teaser trailers. Right. It's just, Oh, by the way, this comes out in two and a half weeks. Don't have to worry about other people's schedules. And so the first season was dick jokes. Mm-hmm. Second season is going to be poop jokes. Okay. But I will remind anybody who hasn't seen uh, American Vandal at the heart of it. It's very sweet. Right. And and weirdly uh, poignant about young life. And, and kind of uh, the nature of uh, trial by public opinion, which is hotter than ever. Mm-hmm. It, it will do well for the first season, too, for the second season to come out and pick up steam. Yeah. No pun intended. Oh, definitely. Steam. Steam. Ugh. Yeah, the, the, the vigilante in this season is called the turd burglar. No way. Yeah. Awesome. I, I can't recommend the first season enough. All right. Yeah. I will watch that too. Glow that. I got some Netflix in to do. Veronica Mars uh, been rebooted by Hulu. Okay. Do, do you watch Veronica Mars? Have you ever mm, seen it? Well, I think I've seen parts of the movie. The movie that just came out a couple years ago? Yeah. I don't know anything about Veronica Mars. Does she have superpowers? No, she's just like a 
uh, high like, school detective. Like a kick-ass detective. Yeah. But she's like in her 30s now. Yes. Very much so. Cool. So I don't know how they're going to... Is it supposed to be Kristen Bell or is it supposed oh, to be Oh, it's Kristen else? Bell, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's season like... Season four or something? It's just like a little cult thing. Right. Yeah. Marshmallows. Huh? That's her her follower, the, like cult followers. They call them marshmallows. Kristen Bell? No, Veronica Mars fans. Oh, why? Yeah. I don't know. Marshmallow. I don't know. This is this a real thing? I, yeah, I heard it on the Doc Shepard podcast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome you for sure dropping you that, that knowledge bomb on you. I that's, swear to God. That makes no sense. Yeah. We can look it up after. No, I believe you. It just makes no sense to me. Um, the other show I was going to mention was, have you seen the trailer for Maniac? Yes. It looks insane. Emma Stone, Jonah Hill. And directed by Kerry Fukunaga, the same person who did uh, True Detective season one. Yeah. So it looks like really noir. Really crazy. And and also kind of like I never saw Cloud Atlas. Is that what it's called? Yeah. But it reminds me. I imagine that's what it's like where every character plays like 14 different versions of themselves. Is that what's going on in here? Like Orphan Black style? Well, it's a combination of that and a combination of like 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 uh, inner mind drug trial turned inception turned like no one knows what's going on with their mind. But right. there's kind of like one doctor behind all of it and it's Justin Thoreau. Man, I am here for new Jonah Hill. Yeah. I am totally open to You're riding trench coat, Jonah bleach Hill? blonde hair, yeah. covered in tattoos, rose colored glasses, Jonah Hill. I think it's the shit. Okay, weren't we? Because we, we were like kind of calling him like, we, we like, I like Jonah Hill too. Me too. But we're just down to agree that he's he can be pretentious as fuck. Oh, I don't think we're alone in thinking that. I think that's like all at once that became the public opinion about right. Jonah Hill. And it's a combination of things. I think maybe he has been an asshole, but also certain things have been taken out of context. Right. Uh, and he has explained various ones. I think he definitely has humility. Yeah. And sometimes he loses control of that humility. But he's more self-aware than I think a lot of Hollywood assholes might be. Sure. Uh, and now he just kind of seems like he's living his real life. I think he's really going to have a good moment mm-hmm. when uh, uh, mid-90s comes out. Yeah. And by the way, did you see who scored that movie? No. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Whoa. Crazy. So social that's who did style. the social network. So yeah. that's going to be really good. Yeah. What else did Atticus Ross do in his day? I don't know. It, like, we like, know Trent Reznor's from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, but do, am I silly for having thought that also Atticus Ross was in Nine Inch Nails? He could be. I have no idea what... Maybe he is. Maybe our listeners I are don't yelling know at any, their phones right now. I always thought he, they were like a songwriting duo, except maybe, they maybe are. Trent Reznor was probably the lead. Maybe they are. There's a company, there's an HVAC company called Reznor, and anytime I see one of their units that says Reznor on it, I think, oh, Vent Reznor. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I vent myself today. Ooh. That was probably, yeah. Not, <laughs> Close not, enough. Not the best one I could have used. Making It Got Renewed. I haven't watched Making It. This is a uh, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler's reality show. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like uh, MasterChef, but with crafts. Right. HD TV style. Yeah. But we haven't seen an episode and we don't know what channel it's on. I don't know. I think it's just like a feel good thing though. Like I'm not even sure people get eliminated from this show. It's just, here's what I made. It's just about like positive, good natured shit. Sure. Which is kind of nice. Oh, this is the really big, uh, TV show news in the last couple of weeks. And it's been talked about to death, but we should put our two cents in, uh, the big bang theory ending after season 12. Yeah. It's about, Damn time. You just hearing about this? No, I saw it on like ET Canada the other day. It is my about it's, it is about damn time. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it certainly it had run its course a number of years ago. I have decided I don't for one second fault them for staying on that show as long as they did. No. It's it's making paycheck. scads of money. Yeah. And to create all of these think pieces and uh I would almost call them conspiracy theories that there was infighting and that Jim Parsons is the one shutting the down, shutting the show down. It's so silly. The show is ending because they don't want to do it anymore and they all have more money than you can shake a stick at. Right. Oh, uh, Johnny Galecki is mad because he doesn't get to earn his $50 million over the next two seasons. No, I think he's fine. He's probably doing okay. I think he's fine. I think these guys are probably really excited to do some community theater and then come back to their $100 million Malibu home. Right. Or maybe they, I don't know. Money is weird. 
once you start making more of it, I think you kind of start like, I don't know. Maybe Johnny Galecki doesn't think he's super rich. Maybe he's like, oh God, the 50 million would have really been nice. That's humility too. I think that there's always the fear that you might lose what you have. And so you better like uh, right. buckle down, mm-hmm. which is fine. And also get paid what you're worth. Right. I think that's fine. But also like, I don't know. He was a child actor too, so yeah, he's fine. Well, and someone like Kaylee Cuoco might be a little less nervous because she's got her endorsement deals, and right. Jim Parsons is more likely to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor than Johnny Galecki is. Yeah, and probably more likely to be nominated as Best Supporting Actor in like a movie too. That's what I mean. Yeah, it right. could happen. Right. He was in Hidden Figures. Yeah. Uh, that movie Florence Foster Jenkins had uh, Simon Helberg in it, who played Wallowitz. Oh, really? On Big Bang Theory. And Hugh Grant told a great story on Howard Stern about how he doesn't really watch TV. And he was on the set of Florence Foster Jenkins. And he was like kind of being a big shot with Simon Helberg because he didn't really know who he was. Right. And he took him out to lunch. And like he like <laughs> was like kind of big wheeling him. Really? And then he found out that Simon Helberg like is like five times as rich as Hugh Grant is. <laughs> right. He's like, we can like, but was probably super like humble about the whole thing. And was like, yeah, Hugh Grant's nice. taking me out. For yeah. Dinner. Big movie star from the nineties is being yeah. nice to me. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I, I think it's fine. And if you still watch the show, I've decided not to have a pissy attitude about the Bing Bang, Bang Theory because everybody no, is just, I just like, don't... oh, finally. <sighs> Who cares? Is everyone have, like that? Because you... it's still one of the most watched TV shows. It's like Nickelback or Stephen Harper. It's like, obviously, there are fans out there. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Obviously, the people are out there. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. are one of the only people among that loud crowd of people mm-hmm. who actually has been forced to watch the Big Bang Theory at some point, and that was by me for right. the sake of this podcast. Right. Nobody else was forced to watch it. No, so unless why they're the just sitting in a living room with their parents and they have nowhere to go. Oh, that happened to me at Christmas time. Doesn't that always happen? It was upsetting. It happened to me with Roseanne. Yo. Remember when Roseanne was a thing for all of six weeks? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. Yeah, I have more on that too. I was wondering if there was going to be more on that. I would just like to say... It would be so great to be loved for my character flaws the way old ladies love Sheldon. He's not yeah. a very good person. And no. they're all just like, oh, that reminds me of that time with Sheldon. Uh, the, to the to the point where people are like, let's sit down and watch Sheldon tonight. Yeah, they just call it the <laughs> Sheldon show. Yeah. You're right. Well, and that's the other thing is they still have the goddamn spinoff, which he must right. be like raking in dollars oh, from. Oh, yeah. I want to stop doing this show because I've got my own sh- other show that yeah, I, I can have just to, voice act for I have to 20 do minutes a like, day. Like, like, three lines of a of a setup for yeah. the for the opening cold open every week <laughs> yeah and i get my name in the credits as a producer right and i probably make like a million bucks a week or something yeah. insane 100 percent. good for him honestly uh so roseanne is coming back as the connors in september you know this no i did not hear oh this. yeah roseanne is, is back what but she got fired so she's not coming back but everyone else is coming back john goodman laurie metcalf sarah gilbert is she gonna be dead or something yep we found out we found out this week john goodman did an interview he said he doesn't believe roseanne is racist they're like so what's gonna happen with dan connor in the new season he's like oh i guess he's gonna be moping around a lot because his wife is dead which is so ironic because at the end of the last run he he was dead and then he came back awful awful the connors that's that's another example of not knowing when to say when. You caught lightning in a bottle. You weirdly were successful with a shitty product in a world where so many reboots happen and don't work. Yeah. And then you had a moment of bad luck and you didn't call it. You decided to keep going. If Roseanne hadn't said those things and she hadn't gotten fired, it would be back for a second season. 100%. And it would have a quarter of the viewership. Yeah. It was just a lightning in a bottle, quick moment thing. Yeah. And it was political. So it had a, a little... Uh, boost behind it. What do you? What What can they even do in the second season besides make that the focal point of the whole thing? Everyone just dealing with Roseanne being dead. I don't know. They get Darlene pregnant again or something. Yeah, something weird. Rehash the same old shit. Uh, okay, two more shows that got canceled. Oh, uh, the break with Michelle Wolf on Netflix. Ah, uh, did it? It kind of sucks because like it kind of looked like she was on a, pro- a trajectory. Everybody yeah. was like, she's like this comics comic who everybody's rooting for. Mm-hmm. Her show was okay. Right. The weird thing is that they called it the break because the whole premise was like, oh, we're going to do like a Daily Show style show. Break from politics. But not talk about Trump. Right. So they talked about Trump every week. Right. So it lied. Right. And the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale got canceled. 
Kind of doesn't surprise me either. Well, that's the thing is they were in damage control a little while back when they're like, okay, we'll do it in uh, in dumps of episodes rather than week by week. Right. Netflix has not mastered the week by week show yet. No. They can't figure it out. Not a single bit. Well, they, You know what they kind of have seemed to master is seem to have mastered is like the young teen movie. Yeah. Like Jen was watching this movie the other day called All the boys i've loved before that's right yeah that's exactly right oh yeah a big movie is that a big is it like a huge hit big movie um it's kind of become a bit of a meme i think it's and this might sound a little uh impolitic but i think it's kind of riding the crazy rich asians tales a little bit okay um you realize there's only one asian character in it right they're all asian the they're, the two sisters in it are asian the two okay so the the two sisters aren't like there's one middle child who's the main character of it. Yeah, and, she's and Asian. it's like yeah, she's Asian. Right, and she's like. But here's the thing. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Here's the thing: the older so there's an older sister and a younger sister. The older sister's from Pretty Little Liars. She played Mona. Are we sure she's Asian? <laughs> yeah, she's probably like like Filipino or something. Because they're all like three different kinds of Asian. And their dad is John, John Corbett from <laughs> yeah. Sex and the City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to worry about that. It was all I could focus on, but it it did kind of catch my attention. It didn't seem like the worst movie. Like, no, I don't think it is the worst in like a 10 things I hate about you kind of way. I was like, which is a great movie. Totally. I was kind of intrigued by it. Yeah, maybe I didn't finish it. Jen has been watching it and, but like I'll be reading and I'll kind of lift my head and end up. it's become a bit of a meme. People are all about it. Yeah. And I think, I think it's positive and I think the message is good. I kind of want to see crazy rich Asians. I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be really, my sister was gushing about it. Really? Said it was like incredible. Cause I wonder a little bit, is it as good as it is important? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I like a rom-com, but is it 96% good? And is it really tomatoes? important just because it's like non-white people? Well, representation really matters. It's the first all Asian cast from like a major Western studio right. in 25 years. Right. Like that's pretty cool. Um, but also if I was a film critic, I would be labeled racist if I said anything bad about this movie. I... Same, the same way... If you said, like, this story isn't compelling to me, no one's going to be like, racist. Well, maybe they don't know. They might on the internet. Like, cancel culture. Cancel. Well, that's the thing with the Louis C.K. thing is, like, there might be a right answer here. The right answer Mm. might be Louis C.K. needs to go away forever. That might be truly black and white correct mm-hmm. and and i'm i'm open to that but if you even have a discussion about it where you're like okay well but what about this and this and this and you're not necessarily talking about him directly immediately you're labeled a certain way yeah and there is a bit of a situation where discussion is being shut down when i think what needs to happen at least for me i shouldn't speak for all men but i think maybe some educating needs to happen and not just lecturing mm-hmm. but but even so, how do you educate on, like, what is the education? I don't know. I don't know. But there, there, is, there is a, I don't know. I saw a tweet uh, the other day about, I guess it was yesterday, about how if Louis was disgraced for having assaulted uh, men, mm-hmm. uh, harassed men, and he had shown up on that stage the other night in the Comedy Cellar, uh, most of the men in the in the club would have murdered him in gay panic, and I was just like, okay, I think maybe we're losing sight of what yeah. this discussion is about. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. First of all, right. I don't like definitely a lot of men have a lot to learn, but I don't think that is accurate. Not your immediate murder would be the yeah. Uh, most men most would men. have murdered him <laughs> because of gay panic, and so like that's. I just think that we need to to theses this moment a little bit more tightly. Sure. Yeah. And definitely eight and a half months is not long enough. <laughs> that's that's No, it doesn't seem like I I could have guessed like five months. It's not it's not long enough for him to be gone. But my other the other part of me that's a man and maybe isn't entitled to say this, yeah. but wants to okay. uh wants to say some onus has to be put on the club that said, Sure, Louis, go up tonight or all the people who gave him the standing out or the fucking New York Times that's blogging about it and right. making it into a thing because to say that Louis is attempting a comeback just because he got up to work out a few minutes, th- those right. things are not really the same. Like 
at the end of the day, he might not be a good person or he might have been a bad person right. and is and isn't really growing from it like we hoped he would. That right. that is evident. Um but he is at the end of the day, no. He is a good comic. That's mm-hmm. why he got famous. He was a good comedy writer yeah. slash performer. So he's gonna do comedy. Well, and that's what I was saying. He, I, he, I was making the argument that regardless, he's gonna do what he's gonna do, whether he has much of an audience or not. It's like telling a, a chef not to cook. I said a marathon runner not to run, but let's call it a chef not to cook. Like These are, someone who's would like wants to do a craft. Okay, but the, the, the two examples you just gave are perfect examples because they're different, and I think I can mm-hmm. tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a marathon runner is going to run and it's not really going to impact many people. But if you were to go to a restaurant, eat this delicious meal and mm. then find out after the fact that it was cooked by somebody who sexually assaulted you, right. you're going to be upset about that meal. Sure. Whereas Louis gave a surprise performance the other night. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bunch of people buying tickets to see Too Louis CK out of support for the comic who they think is cool again. It was him showing up on stage right. and a majority of people in the room who were uh, by and large men supported him. There are reports that some men were, or some women were not so on board visibly. So Um, regardless, it was a surprise and you can't just get up and leave. Right. So that is, that's kind of a little bit more like a chef not being able to cook. But you can't just get up and leave. Without making a scene, without like, you know, if you get up and leave, what if you get heckled? You know, then all of a sudden you're the center of attention. I can see how it's an issue and it's a complicated thing. And again, I, I I, there's a lot of it I can't understand because I, I, I probably never will. But I, I think most of us are trying to grow. Yeah, sure. I think. I said I wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> We're on so minute 13. So much that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Scooter Braun. Yep. Did you listen to him on Bill Simmons about six months ago? Yeah. He was fabulously interesting. Yeah, I liked him. I wanted so much to hate him. Yeah. And I maybe did. But he's very bright. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. very industrious. Yep. What's he? What's his latest project? He I'm is uh, doing a, a movie about the K-pop industry. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is that also a little bit opportunistic uh, in light of the yeah. box office right now? Oh, you think he just is doing? Am this I a racist? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> Whoa! <I> mean, <laughs> that was a weird cliffhanger there. I wouldn't be so sure about me trying to grow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so is K-pop. That's right. That's right. Uh, Danny Boyle left Bond Twenty Five, which is really sad. Ah, I kind of forgot that he was doing it. Yeah. And then when I saw he left it, I was like, No, fuck no! no. This was important. That was going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba, we talked last time about how there was a bit of a write-in demand for him to be cast as Bond in spite of his age. Uh, He has confirmed definitely not playing James Bond. Fair. But this leaves kind of the the door open, probably uh, another actor of color, and that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Get the right age. It's very important. Yeah. Famous British actors of color. No, not famous. That's the other thing I don't like. Okay, so non-famous. Yeah. British Like, I remember... This is an example I've used before, but I remember when they were casting for Fifty Shades of Grey. Everyone's like, should be Emma Watson and Ryan Gosling. Right. You just want to see them fuck. Right. That's what you want. They're not, you're not going to get too hugely famous, can do whatever they want people. Mm. Well, Daniel Craig wasn't that famous. Exactly. He, but that yeah. he's, he's most Became people's famous. favorite James Bond. Yeah. One of the problems with Pierce Brosnan was he had already played a secret agent mm-hmm. in Remington State. So I can't, even, I can't even pull out a, a, an actor that might work in it. because Ideally, no. We, hopefully, we don't know. Maybe somebody who you know a in little bit. In your opinion. Hopefully yeah. we don't. That's what I'd like. I just like I'd like sure. for an actor to be defined by James Bond, mm-hmm. and I'd like him to do it for a long time. So sure. yeah, okay. So pluck from obscurity, and also that way it can't give the public this opportunity to be like, nah. What about Bond as a woman? Is that still a thing? I think less so. Yeah, that was a big thing like a year and a half ago. Yeah, Gillian Anderson was kind of the one they threw out there. Who's again Gillian very Anderson? old? Yeah, the X Files. And oh, also, and also yeah. fundamentally changing James Bond. Yes, definitely. I don't think is she as, as, is she's British. Yeah, I had no idea. I don't think it changes the character as much to make him uh, some kind of other ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of for better or worse, it's part of James Bond that he's a womanizer. Not that a woman couldn't play a womanizer. She's every bit as old as Idris Elba for sure. Oh, I think so. 
probably older. I was watching uh, one of his episodes of The Office last week. Okay, I did he, not see this portion of The Office. He was on like five or six episodes of The Office. He was yeah. in it for for a little bit, and he plays um, like a corporate guy. Like he wears a suit the whole time. Yeah, he's very like okay, uh, maybe I do remember. Very sophisticated and very proper. But like every now and then, you can see his like hand tattoos and stuff because at the <laughs> end of the day, he's a badass. Right. And every now and then, it like takes you out of it. Yeah. You're like, oh, damn, this is Idris Elba. Yeah. That's another thing. I don't want my bond to be all tatted up. Not that they couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Wes Anderson's next movie is going to be a musical. It's going to be set in post-World War II France. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which sounds like the most Wes Anderson thing ever. Musical? It's going to do a musical, yeah. Is he writing all the music and stuff, too? I doubt he's writing all the music, but he might be writing some lyrics. The he's lyrics not going to do a jukebox musical. No. It's not going to be like... Uh, doo-ops no it's not gonna be like rock of ages right <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it'll be very like sad there's always a tone of melancholy to his movies a tone but this is we're talking post-world war ii that's in france that's yeah. a pretty sad era yeah they might be a little melancholy okay yeah i, I didn't really love uh isle of dogs as much as i I wanted to. Yeah. It was kind of like... Yeah, you didn't talk too much about it. Well, for considering how much work must have gone into this movie, mm-hmm. it was not worth the effort, I don't really? think. I've been I've been uh, listening to My Dad Wrote a Porno. Okay. Which is a right. podcast. I, re- I remember you talking about that, yeah. Uh, it's a podcast where this like British dude, his dad self-publishes like erotic fiction. Right. And so he and his friends, and they're very British, mm-hmm. uh, they read it on the podcast and they comment along the way and just laugh at it. Right. And it is so funny. <laughs> I bet it is. It's so funny. It got a TV deal. There's going to be a, my dad wrote a porno TV show. Are you sure that it's real? Yeah. yeah the book exists. Oh, it exists. Yeah. So in the first season, I'm only in the first season of the podcast, okay. but the first season, the, the, the book they're reading is called, I think it's called, uh, Bethany blinks. Okay. I think her name is Bethany. And it's, they're just reading it. I mean, they're reading it. Yeah. And the, the pen name is Rocky Flintstone. And it's legit. But do, it's like $1.99 on iTunes. You can read the book. Do they do it like a chapter at a time yep. kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's just brutal. Yeah, that's and amazing. And it's so funny. Nice. And very racy. There's going to be a TV show. But, like, what's the TV show going to be? I remember the shit my I dad says know. show. Yeah. Like, hopefully, it's, hopefully we're not in that territory. I really don't know. I have no idea. It's going to be a Wiley Coyote movie. <laughs> uh, I feel like we had a lot to cover, and the fact that we're going into the Wiley Coyote movie is... I really thought we had a lot to cover, too, but that's that's kind of the end of it. Oh, uh, two new cast members brought to Star Wars Episode Nine. Okay. Both of which I think you're going to be really excited about. Oh, wow. Uh, Matt Smith, Doctor Who, The Crown. Okay, yeah. He's got a look that's a about good fit. him. Yeah, he's got a Star Warsy, Star Warsy look. And returning to uh, work with J.J. Abrams again, Dominic Monaghan, Charlie Pace from Lost. Oh, yeah. That where's, works, too. You can see him in, a, in like an Obi-Wan style robe. Yeah. You think he'll play like yeah. a Jedi? You think? I think so. I don't know. Some people <laughs> say maybe, maybe Matt Smith could play like a young Snoke in a flashback of some kind. I believe that. He kind of has a weird face after all. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Or maybe that's what Snoke turns into. He has the most prominent brow. Yes. Are our levels still okay? I think we're okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right, sweet. It is what it is at this point. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't start a podcast. <laughs> that's my advice. I would say it's been a lot easier road for me as someone who doesn't have to edit and uh, also uh, have all of the recording equipment. So if you're going to start a podcast, make sure you're just the guest on the it podcast. It shouldn't be so complicated for Christ's sake. Mm. It's so stupid. <laughs> you're looking <laughs> into my eyes so seriously and saying, it's just costing just me a lot so of anguish stupid. and unnecessary I grief. I, I have a lot of bad luck with technology and it yeah. just, it just doesn't seem to, uh, it doesn't seem to relent. Do you want to talk about shows? Let's get into shows. Okay, it's your turn to go first, so you can recap the first episode of whichever one you want. Now, uh, it's probably been almost a week since you've watched these. Is that fair to say? No, I actually watched 
Get Shorty last night. Oh, okay. So I rewatched it two nights did ago. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll recap Get Shorty. Okay, there's a whole lot in that. There is a lot. Minutes. You sure you can do that? No, I'm not at okay. all. We both know that I'm probably not going to do this justice at all, but okay. I'll try. I'm going to try to stream of consciousness. The thing is, I got to stay in the moment. Yeah. If I'm not staying in the moment and I'm thinking too far down the road, that's when I start freezing. Don't get hung up on get, frivolous little details that don't matter. There's so much plot in this. I know. Okay, so I'm going to try to maybe just rush through it more. Okay. You may recap the pilot episode of Get Shorty, the TV show, mm-hmm. in three, two, one, go. So the show opens up on a lady who's clearly a crime kingpin, and uh, a man gets abducted outside the restaurant and gets tortured in a van. Uh, you learn that one of the muscle guys for her uh, is Colin O'Dowd, and he's got a buddy in their cronies. And they're supposed to go and question this guy in L.A. who's a writer. Uh, They end up finding him. They shoot him. And he uses the script to uh, try to talk to a producer. That's right. Chris O'Dowd. You said Colin O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Uh, I mean, that's sort of... The fact that he's a writer just happens to be the case. Right. Right, so he—they're going to shake this guy down for the fifty grand he owes the mafia. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's a writer. Right, except for he maybe borrowed money to, to finance his movie because he wrote this really great movie. Right, uh, and as they're kind of uh, uh, shaking him down mm-hmm. for the money, yeah, um, Chris O'Dowd becomes very intrigued by the process of making films, mm-hmm. which has kind of been alluded to a little bit already at this point because he went to the movies with his daughter and he was explaining why it wasn't very good. Right. He mentions at one point that they make all the movies in Burbank and that's where the real Hollywood is. So like he just has an interest in film. Yep. Uh, and as they're learning about his, uh, this guy Owen yeah. and his aspirations as a screenwriter, the other guy, the other crony, I forget his name, yeah, just shoots Owen. Just right. kills Owen. Yeah. Uh, we were having a conversation. And you left out Ray Romano entirely. I know. I didn't mean to do that, but you kind of can leave him out in the first. Like, the central story is that. Well, and that's the thing. Ray Romano is kind of a floundering, small, low-budget movie producer yeah. who Chris O'Dowd then propositions to make this movie through which he wants to launder the money to legitimize it. Right. So that he can make his movie and feel more fulfilled uh, career-wise. Right. I guess this was a key part. Yeah. At the end. Um, and Ray Romano's uh, kind of blows him off. Uh, but now he's got funding. Yes. That's kind of how the episode ends is that he goes to his, his boss lady and he's like, would you be open to this? And she's like, I'll think about it. And of course, she is open to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've watched the first two of them now. Okay. So uh, let's go back to the beginning when I first suggested we, we watch this because Chris O'Dowd has been promoting a movie called Juliet Naked, okay. which is a, a Nick Hornby adaptation, like a small rom-com that's coming out with uh, with Rose Byrne right. and Ethan Hawke. I'm excited about it. Um, and in his uh, promotionals, he's talked a little bit about Get Shorty, and I'm like, oh, that kind of seems like it's relevant right now. What is this? Right. I'd never heard of the movie with Get Gene Short. Hackman. I'd never... And John Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, so like a lot of people. Danny DeVito, I think. Right. Um, I'd never heard of the the novel. But when I suggested it, you're like, ugh. Why? No, I didn't I didn't really know like the fact that it was in its second season, I hadn't heard about it yet, and I wasn't crazy about the movie. Yeah. All of those so you know things the movie. kind of combined. Yeah, I've seen movie the movie. is campier, right? Stupider. Definitely. And I saw this both movies. There's like a get shorty too. Uma oh. Thurman, I think, is also a central character in it. Um, but I will say all in all, overall idea is the same. Yeah. Like I think some character names are different. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone, someone dies and someone's like a, uh, crony or something who's trying to go legit with does it revolve script. around this this main guy having a daughter who's nicknamed shorty because that's why the no, show is called that i actually i love that yeah that was good that was a good tie-in i think i think shorty was actually danny devito and i think he might have been an actor or something sure. yeah but sure. i'm not positive i kind of forget i was gonna look up the plot before i came over did this beat your expectations this show yeah it was good i loved it yeah you you're a big fan loved it yeah yeah i really did I, i'm not close to it so rarely do I find something like so easily attainable that you really, really like. It was yeah. all, it was all like really well developed really quickly. Uh-huh. So all these characters, Owen's roommate 
Nathan was so charismatic. Yes. Like this guy is in only scenes with Topher Grace and Chris, Chris right. O'Dowd and Ray Romano. And he's somehow like such a scene stealer. The fact that I didn't recognize Topher Grace for the first maybe like two minutes of the of the show. Right. was pretty funny. Topher Grace plays... And I thought for a second, because you and I had just watched, uh, or we just talked about Ocean's Eleven. Yes. You knew where I was going with this. I, I, I was wondering if he was going to play himself, too, yeah, well, which he also does in He, he plays Ocean's like 11. a dirtbag version of himself yeah. in, in Ocean's Eleven, or a naive, kind of sleazy version of himself. Right. And I thought, Topher, you shouldn't have done this, buddy. And yeah. then he's playing a different guy. Right. Who's, but he's kind of the same. He's kind of like uh, a movie star. Yeah, who throws he's got his some tribal around. tattoos. He's very lame. Yes. He doesn't seem like he's going to be a series regular. He's not in the second episode. Oh, no. Okay. No. Yeah, maybe he's gone then. Uh, but Ray Romano is good. Yep. Chris O'Dowd is very good. Yep. I was all in. You're all in. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, I don't know if it's at the top of the list of shows for me, but will you keep watching it? Yeah, I mean, can, I've already, can you please keep watching it and I've, keep me Absolutely. Informed? I've already I've already watched the second one. Yeah. And again, so much happens in these episodes. Yeah. There's just like so many moving parts. How many episodes are there in the first season, you know? I don't know. No. But I'm a little nervous for it cuz it seems like nobody talks about the show and it's liable I to know. get canceled. Right. Um Also, what channel is this on? Epix? Epics, yeah. Epics, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never heard of this <laughs> this channel. No, yeah, that's not good either, is right. it? Right, no. I think Chris O'Dowd might be like 6'5". He has an imposing <laughs> look about him. He's a tall guy. Yeah. He actually was pretty imposing in the show, and he, he really dirtied up his Irish accent for it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And he goes away to war, and he sees some terrible shit, and he does some terrible shit. <laughs> Did he actually go away to war? And he comes back all fucked up. <laughs> and it was in the show. Oh, okay. And the yeah. first... Yeah, when he's telling Ray Romano about what happens in this screenplay. Because the idea is he's just like stumbled onto this screenplay that's like gold. Yeah. It's worth being made. I like how he's carrying around the screenplay. And there's blood all over it. the guy's brains all over it. And nobody really asks. No, people with the kind of thing, maybe that's a selling feature of it. Yeah, Ray Romano's like, did you eat off this? It's clearly human blood all over the screenplay. Uh, I liked it a whole lot. I don't have a whole lot to say other than that everybody was really uh, charismatic and uh yeah that's i guess that's kind of the only note i took yeah uh is there anyone we're missing in this i feel like there's like a central character that we yeah there was uh well the the ex-wife this is the other thing is he really wants to get back with the ex-wife right so he can be a family again and she she doesn't want that because he's like a crony of a mobster well he has a dangerous lifestyle uh and and she has a new boyfriend who's kind of like a nerd right he's kind of like a straight-laced guy then there's also the hollywood executive the woman yes she's gonna play a big role in this yeah so she like used to work for ray romano she went off and got super successful and she has now had an interaction with chris o'dowd Mm -hmm. and he's like maybe we'll work together someday where yeah and he she she was like kind of taken with him i think yeah 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 so i think she's gonna come back because she was in the second episode too. Oh, okay. Interesting. Was the um, second episode good? Yeah. Just as good as the first. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like it. I don't know why. It kind of reminds me. It's got like touches of Ray Donovan. I never watched Ray Donovan. And maybe it's because Ray Donovan is kind of a similar story. Like he, but he's like a fixer for these Hollywood stars. There is a Hollywood tone to it. Oh yeah. I love showbiz drama. Oh, yeah, you, you might like it, especially okay. early on. Right. John Boyd is supposed to be really yeah. crazy in that. He is. He is for sure. So is Liev Schreiber. Yeah. Is that still on? I don't know. I think know. it's perceived as being a, a kind of overdone. It's well, let's say, well, again, it's a Showtime show. It's past its prime. Famous for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And being so formulaic and going through it. Like, there's a new kind of, like, girl every season. Oh, yeah. And like, and you beat her first episode. And Californication was brutal for that. Exactly. They were the most exactly. formulaic show. And the first four seasons of Californication were awesome. Yeah. But after that, they, they so leaned into their formula and they were happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to keep it up? I don't know that I will. It's okay. not at the top of my list. Do you give it your S? Yeah. I, wouldn't, I would not discourage anyone from watching it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. Thought it was great. All right. I do give it my ass. Sweet. <laughs> I uh, well, I I hope you actually follow up with it. I will. I mean, I'm excited to watch another one. Okay, good. Yeah, good. I just thought I just really liked him. Right. I, I thought it was I thought it was bang. I'm I'm a, a Chris O'Dowd fan too. I wanted immediately after Bridesmaid. I want Bridesmaids. I wanted. To see I hope him it doesn't get things. too brutal, like graphic. Like people definitely get killed in this show. Yeah. Oh, you know the other guy we didn't talk about is the nephew of the boss lady, who's like 
because uh, remember when they have an interaction at the end right where Chris O'Dowd calls him a see you next Tuesday and then he puts the gun in his face yes he's like this guy who really wants to prove himself as like the next big kingpin boss but yeah. he's kind of small and he right. doesn't have any respect from his staff right and so Chris he might O'Dowd be, like basically breaks his hand yeah he might be kind of interesting yeah okay yep good call so right, we're going to so, recap the first episode of Disenchantment. Yes. This has been over 10 days since I watched it, so that might be kind of tough. Okay. I will do my best. I, I bet you'll go do fine. Go. You always do. Right. Okay. Happening in three, two, one, go. Bean is a princess who is supposed to get married to a prince. She doesn't want to, but her father, the king, says she has to. Uh, and uh, ultimately, the prince she's supposed to get married dies at their wedding, and then she kind of gets tossed towards the uh, prince's younger brother. So it's just an endless chain of having to marry people she doesn't want to marry. And... At the same time, she's been visited by this like little shadow who appears to be her personal demon, like the opposite of a fairy godmother, mm-hmm. and they're going to run away together. Meanwhile, there's this little elf named Elfo, and he doesn't like his happy little community, and they all join up and run away together. Yes. Is this show getting much talk? Not a ton of talk, but it's important to say it's Matt Groening. This right. is Matt Groening's new show, Yes, and it all looks like Matt Groening. 100%. Uh, so, you know, The Simpsons, Futurama. Mm-hmm. I never really watched a lot of either. No? Futurama has more melancholy in it than The Simpsons. Is that fair to say? I don't... Maybe. I think it has some sad moments, Futurama. Yeah. This kind of seems like a show that is obviously funny. Yeah. Uh, not hysterical. Not hysterical. But funny and yet wants to deal with some like drama. I think it wants to put in some like seriousness here and there. A little bit. And that's very weird because it's like Game of Thrones meets The Simpsons. Right. Wasn't it weird... Did you find the beginning of it like very, I don't want to say like forced, but just like hard to find the humor in what they were doing? What was the beginning? Just the fact that like the elf was in that that play. They were just like introducing all of the characters. Sure. I didn't find that. Like I felt like they were really going out on a limb to be like, this character does this, this character does that. And it was a little but, too expository. But by me. the end of the episode, you know, when they met that, that uh, little Tinkerbell fairy. Oh, yeah. And she's like a prostitute. She was like a hooker, like an old hooker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when the deer rolls up and sees the elf sleeping on Bean, he says, Ugh, a woman with an elf? And like, or he's like, elves are dating women now or something. Right. Like spits. Like yeah. he's a racist. Like it was supposed to be like a racist thing. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. Like, I don't know. I, I got more it was into current. it toward the end. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, but but it, it was a slow start. Like at the start of it, I was like, it has show, a feminist point sucks. of view. It yeah. is like a feminist show. You thought it sucked at first. I totally thought it sucked. Really? At first. That's interesting. Yeah. I but didn't hate it. By the end of it, I was like, mm, I could Cer- watch another one. Certain maybe. things were such such clear homages that it was almost like, is this even parody? Right. Like, uh, the whole thing about the prince is like a great hunter and is going to track down the princess is just the princess bride. That's the premise of the princess bride. Uh, and that's a big part of this first episode. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's like, obviously like game of Thrones things in it and, and kind of Lord of the Ringsy style stuff. Definitely just, just, yeah. Like medieval, which kind of makes the, the name of the show, Disenchantment, the funniest part. Right. Like she's over it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so is Elfo. They're both right. like totally over their uh, their conditional lifestyle. They're you, disenchanted by what they have to be. And it's like an enchanting story. What do you think about the fact that Elfo is like the unhappiest elf, but he's still like very happy everywhere else? He's so giddy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's just giddy about being... I, I was a little conflicted with that. I don't know. I, it was... Again, like it got funny. I feel like maybe it takes a few episodes to get into. Maybe. They really have to establish some ground. I could see them like being on the run and encountering things that are really funny now. The other thing that I didn't really uh, get is the tremendous violence. Like when the giant war is happening, the giant massacre. Yeah. It like got really gory at times, right. which works on Family Guy, but it doesn't work on The Simpsons. And so oh my God. Well, the, let's let's point out that The Simpsons is kind of like the creator of insane violence on a TV show. With, really? Well, with the whole itchy and scratchy show Mm -hmm. that's like yep that was for its time pretty pretty out of control that's true but the idea of like peter griffin's head exploding and there's guts everywhere like there's there's a clear effort to make it as disgusting ever see like the christmas episode of family guy where they go to the north pole and the reindeer all have like rabies and stuff no i don't think it's the most disturbing thing ever really 
And it kind of felt like that a little bit to me. But now that you mention it, maybe it is more itchy and scratchy. The violence in this was kind of silly. Yeah. People getting stabbed, like giants getting stabbed in the eye and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of funny. It was kind of like, it was kind of just okay. Yeah, you kind of got some, huh. There's a Matt Groening fact I learned last week that, and this is probably like very widely known, but for some reason I've never heard this before. Did you know his parents were named Homer and Marge? No, I actually had no idea. his sisters were uh, Lisa and Maggie. Uh, Oh, two sisters, right? His sisters were Lisa and Bart. Right. Oh, crazy. I know. Like, his names were, his parents were literally named Homer and Marjorie. That is incredible. Yeah. What were they? Like, I don't know. Jesuits? I don't know. Homer and Marge? I don't know if they like, I don't know if Homer was like abusive and an alcoholic interesting point but uh, always wanted to strangle the boy not a very flattering character no definitely not i do like going back sometimes and watching classic episodes of the simpsons i never did at this point never will there's like this weird cultural thing where we work with people who will do this Mm -hmm. where they'll say like a simpsons quote and then look at you to react right and then you won't react because you didn't watch the simpsons as a kid because you weren't allowed yeah talking about myself right and then they'll be like you know, in The Simpsons, when and you have to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. And you have to decide in that moment: should you just do I come say, clean about? I never watched the Simpsons? the Simpsons, right? And then they tell you anyway, right. or do you just pretend that you know what they're talking about and you yeah. don't have a sense of humor? Yeah, <laughs> mm. this is my plight. What was your show? like? Did you watch a lot of Family Guy? Uh, I mean, Family Guy is like I watched it like as a teenager, right? But like as a little kid, like I can remember being nine and kids in my class would quote The Simpsons, right? And I yeah. wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. I was watching like YTV. Right. You had such a wholesome upbringing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, parents. Unlike you. Sweet's parents. Oh, man. I basically had a switchblade up yeah. my sleeve all the time. You lived outside practically. It was crazy. Running amok. Uh-huh. Were you a greaser or a soche? I was definitely a greaser. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Pony boy. Stay mm-hmm. cold, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I consider it's... myself more of a two-bit. <laughs> oh, good pull. <laughs> good pull. Thanks. You weren't you could, expecting that. You, were you could have said you could have said soda pop, oh, but that's but that's the God, next no. most obvious one. God, and you said two no. bit, yeah, and I loved it. I could rhyme off a few characters. Keep going. Uh, okay, uh, two bits soda pop. Um, Dallas, Dallas, dairy, dairy, mm-hmm. dairy or berry, dairy, oh, dairy. Johnny, Johnny, who is the, yeah. But I feel like there's another joke name. Not two bit. Anyway, that's all. So basically, that's all I got. You schooled me on that one. No, I came up with a couple of names, right. but we all remember Soda Pop Curtis because it's the most fun to say. And two bit was Emilio Estevez, wasn't he? In maybe, the movie, maybe. Which was not that good. Swayze played Dairy, I think. Yes. Matt Dillon played Dally Dallas. Yes. Who ends uh, up getting shot the f up? Yeah, he does. Machio played Johnny, who also dies. Yes. And C. Thomas Howell played Pony Boy. Curtis. C. Thomas. Who's C. Thomas Howell? Pony Boy. That's it. No, probably not. Okay. But for the most part. Yeah. It's what we know him as. Who who did Cruz play? Oh, great question. Somebody's going to be like shouting at their phone Uh, right now. Who's going to find it first? Uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Boy, this is really good radio. Cast of... The outs. The outs. Why am I having such a hard time finding this? I literally can't find this on IMDb. There it is. Rob Lowe played Soda Pop. Johnny Cade. Steve Randall. Okay. (laughs) All right. Not not the best. I would not have remembered Steve Randall. Oh, and Diane Lane. Man, great movie. Tom Waits was in that movie? Sure. Played Buck Merrill. Yeah, it's back when like like David Bowie was doing movies. Ah, I'll do a movie right. too. Excuse me, I'll do a movie too. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, is that is that our show for the day? I'm so hot. It's like twenty. It it went up to twenty seven degrees. It went up so degrees since we were doing this. Freaking hot in here. Anyway, but you're not sweating as my much. tech isn't working right. And I gotta figure that out. Maybe it's because the heat. No, I'm so cranky. <laughs> I'm so upset. Um. Did you hear that uh, uh, Will Smith actually uh, 
ro- robbed a bank the other day. No way. Yeah. Really? I swear to God. Yeah, and the, the craziest thing was he tried to convince the teller that this was for his sick son. Oh, okay. Jaden. Right. My boy is sick and I need this money. You know what happened? What happened? Right as the teller was giving him the money, understandably so, because he had a sick son. Yeah. He said, I meant my, my son's sick at like dancing and rapping. and Which is less accurate. Which is less accurate and, and he was just stealing. Oh, yeah. He robbed a bank. Man. Never trust Will Smith. I would never trust Will Smith after that shit. <laughs> or you. <laughs>